0: Yes,
1: is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Meyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour open-line talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. To express your viewpoint, please call 804-754-1988. That's 804-754-1988. And now, with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Meyer. While the Supreme Court has halted our president's COVID-19 vaccine mandate for businesses... The CDC chief has made a startling admission about COVID deaths, and the media can't really believe it. They just don't want to believe it, but it's true. The CDC has made an admission that should grab your attention, my dear friends. And why would a former ICU nurse start her own clinic and said that everyone who died with COVID should be considered a murderer because, should be considered murdered because there were actual treatments that could have been rendered. It's amazing. Today on viewpoint, we're going to unfold new developments that uh, may actually grab your attention in ways perhaps that nothing further, nothing preceding has. A former ICU nurse. Morgan Wallace, during a meeting at the New Hanover County School Board in Wilmington, North Carolina, said, I'm a 10-year employee of New Hanover County Hospital. I worked in the cardiovascular ICU for five years. I was your last line of defense with COVID, and everyone who died with COVID should be considered murdered because early treatment has always been effective, she said. She was a highly decorated and respected nurse at the Hanover Hospital. She said, I also watched the entire staff at the hospital, including my unit, get vaccinated and then still get COVID. I chose to walk out and stand up for what is right. And so she quit her job at the hospital. Why would somebody do that? It takes tremendous conviction to cause someone to do that doesn't it? While the U.S. Supreme Court blocked President Joe Biden's pandemic-related vaccination or testing mandate for large businesses, the case or the cases that had been filed tested presidential powers to address a swelling public health crisis, at least as it was identified by Dr. Fauci and the CDC, But the court ruled six to three with the six conservative justices in the majority and three liberal justices dissenting in a block in blocking the broader workplace ruling. As you may remember, the federal workplace safety agency OSHA issued a ruling affecting businesses with at least 100 workers requiring vaccines or weekly COVID-19 tests applying to more than 80 million employees. 80 million, and that's now off the table. But that's not the only thing that's off the table. We're going to find an awful lot of other things that are off the table because of the admissions that are being made. The CDC chief made a startling admission about COVID deaths. The CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, has now made remarks, essentially admitting that people who are already as she said, unwell, are the ones dying from the virus even if they are vaccinated. Even if they are vaccinated. She said the overwhelming number of deaths, over 75% occurred in people who had at least four comorbidities. She said this last Friday on ABC's Good Morning America. Walensky Admitted the reality of seasonal viruses, which has been true since forever, she said. Some people are just going to be more vulnerable to viruses no matter what precautions we take. All the precautions and rules and mandates and mitigation efforts have not stopped people from contracting the virus or its various variations. Friends, this was obvious from the beginning. This is what we have been saying for two years on this program. You can't stop a virus. So what is it that caused them to take these extraordinary efforts to do that which was impossible to do and which was known by medical science without contradiction? You cannot stop a virus. What caused them to do that? There had to be a motivation. There had to be an underlying or overarching motivation. And we've talked about that over and over and over again on this program. We'll see how that comes out today, among other things, as we open up a whole new realm of discussion concerning the COVID vaccinations, jabs, and virus. I welcome you to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation with ever-increasing conviction talk that transforms. Why would we do so many programs regarding this, at least one a week for the past year? Why would we do that? Because we care. Because you're being taken advantage of. How far are you being taken advantage of? Well, Roman Catholic Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano, a former papal ambassador to the United States, in continuing his criticism of the globalist Great Reset, warned in a new speech that corrupt civil and church authorities have joined forces to exploit the coronavirus pandemic in their quest to bolster global sovereignty. He calls them Luciferian globalists, exploiting COVID for the Great Reset. There's the motivation. Friends, it is a motivation beyond anything that most people can possibly comprehend. You may recall the same Archbishop Vigano wrote an open letter to then-President Trump warning the president that this is the final garrison against the Great Reset, a plan by the World Economic Forum to use the coronavirus pandemic as an opportunity to advance globalism. In his recent speech, he described the Great Reset as a criminal plan conceived for decades and aimed at establishing a universal dictatorship in which a minority of immeasurably rich and powerful people intend to enslave and subjugate the whole of humanity to the globalist ideology. Which, by the way, is why Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum, declared a few months ago that when the Great Reset takes hold in its final form by 2030... You will own nothing and be happy about it. So the Archbishop, Vigano, says that science has been turned into scientism. He calls it the religion of science that has manifested during the COVID 19 pandemic, has cloaked itself in a dogmatism bordering on superstition, he said. The ministers of this cult have constituted themselves as a caste of untouchables, exempt from any criticism even when their claims are denied by the evidence of the facts. Indeed that is true. Today we're going to find how the evidence is denied, is is conforming to not what they say is the rule of science but actually the opposite. Stay tuned friends your ears and hearts and minds are about to be opened or reopened. It's time to make some serious decisions. We'll be right back. And I welcome you back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. And today we're taking a further look at the COVID issue, which is continuing to trouble our world, continuing to trouble our world, continuing to trouble parents, continuing to trouble school districts, continuing to trouble all citizens that had hoped that somehow they could shall we say, at least come to a place of understanding and peace with regard to what's taking place so that they would not be considered rebels, would not be considered uh, to be looked down upon by those who supposedly were watching over their children and themselves for medical assistance. But apparently that is not really the case anymore. I was grateful to receive a couple of uh, emails recently. One is coming from a longtime veteran uh, representative in the uh, from the United States. I don't want to get more specific concerning that. This person has listened to this program for a very very long time and been one of our best supporters. The person says, your programs on the COVID pandemic are so informative and give me hope. I will not take the jab. I invoked my rights under the Title VII to my federal employer. Most of my colleagues took the jab because they believe anything Dr. Fauci says, or they're scared to lose their jobs. The person continues, may you continue to be a beacon of light in an increasingly evil world. Another writes, dear Chuck, as a frontline physician for 25 years, I just wanted to write to thank you so much for your extensive COVID coverage. This global wickedness that we are experiencing together is nefarious to the core and most certainly is end-time material for sure. I have treated several hundred COVID patients over these months and applaud your extensive knowledge of COVID and grasp of the different therapeutics and barriers to care that we deal with on The daily basis. I look forward to listening to your podcasts on the drive to work each day and we'll be praying for your ministry. Now, before we go further, I want you to hear from the former ICU nurse. The former ICU nurse there in Wilmington, North Carolina. It's rather fascinating. And Lord willing, we'll be able to get her up here in a moment. Stay tuned, friends. And here she comes.
2: happy to treat any one of you for COVID prior to going to hospital because early treatment has always worked. I'm a member of the FLCCC Alliance, NC Physicians for Freedom, and the Medical Freedom Summit. And I would, cho- I would ask you like that.
1: Well, the cat is out of the bag, and I apologize that the level is uh, so relatively low there, but it was the highest that we could crank it up. The cat is out of the bag. Here is one illustration that the cat is out of the bag. This came. The inventor of the mRNA technology behind the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines has issued a video statement explaining why more than 15,000 physicians and medical scientists around the world have signed a declaration that healthy children should not be vaccinated for COVID-19. Dr. Robert Malone, we mentioned him so many times here over the past months here on this program, who worked for three decades in vaccine research and development, said he is, quote, speaking to you as a parent, a grandparent, a physician, and a scientist. But he warned parents that the decision to inject their children is irreversible. Did you hear that? He warned parents that the decision to inject their children is irreversible. Based on the mRNA vaccine technology that he created, he said. So he spotted three key issues. I want you to know about that. He wants you to know about that. He says the first is that the Pfizer and Moderna mRNA vaccines inject a viral gene that forces the body to make toxic spike proteins. The proteins, he said, can cause permanent damage in children's critical organs, including their brain and nervous system, their heart and blood vessels, including blood clots, their reproductive system, and their immune system. Would you let your child get a COVID vaccine? He asks. Secondly, he said, the novel vaccine technology has not been adequately tested. So he says, ask yourself if you want your own child to be part of the most radical medical experiment in human history. And finally, Malone contended that the reason public health officials are giving you to vaccinate your child is a lie. He said, your children represent no danger to their parents or grandparents. In fact, actually, the opposite is true, he said. The children's immunity after getting COVID is critical to save your family, if not the world, from this disease. So in summary, Dr. Malone said there is no benefit for your children or your family to be vaccinating your children against the small risks of the virus, given the known health risks, and your children may have to live with this consequence and these consequences for the rest of their lives. Is anyone listening yet? Friends, if you really care for people, if you really care for children, for grandchildren, pastors, if you really care for your people, you'll listen up. You really will you'll stop being intimidated by those who have nefarious intentions and ends for driving these so-called vaccine mandates. A tremendous body of evidence concerning the effectiveness of compulsory COVID interventions has now been concluded from over 400 studies and has reached a startling and seemingly irrefutable conclusion. Are you ready? The bottom line assessment of these 400 studies is that the restrictive policies cited have not been effective. And more accurately, not only failures, but abject failures. What are they talking about? They're talking about lockdowns, shelter-in-place policies, mask mandates, school closures, All of those things. Not only, they say, have they not been affected, but they've been abject failures. Rather than positively impacting on society to contain the virus, these measures have had a negative impact both to their failed effectiveness and their causing immense harm, especially upon the poor and more vulnerable members of our society. Next, Dr. Fauci admits that the COVID vaccines may actually have made people worse. And he said it wouldn't be the first time. Oh, I thought he had said that they were absolutely safe. I thought the President of the United States was echoing Dr. Fauci in saying that they're absolutely safe. Believe me. Well, Dr. Fauci sat down with Mark Zuckerberg, you know, the founder of a Facebook now called Meta, and finally said out loud what many people have been warning for over a year about the rushed mRNA vaccines. He said they may actually make the COVID pandemic worse. He was commenting on a recent study that showed that the COVID vaccines may actually make a recipient more likely to be reinfected than some with with natural immunity from a prior infection. He said this would not be the first time if it happened that a vaccine that looked good in initial safety actually made people worse. So consider all the announcements made by public health experts and the president of the United States that the promised so-called vaccines were 100% safe and effective, even for your children who are at nearly zero risk. Are we listening yet? 16,000 physicians and scientists agree your children should not get any COVID vaccines. The consequences are irreversible and potentially permanently damaging. Oh, we're not through yet. More than 400 studies expose the failure of COVID-19 measures. A former advisor to the World Health Organization and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services has compiled a list of these 400 studies concerning lockdowns, shelter-in-place, masks, mass mandates, all of these kinds of things. His name is Dr. Paul Alexander. She said that while nearly all governments have attempted compulsory measures to control the virus, the research shows that no government can claim that they have had a discernible impact on virus trajectories. No discernible impact. So then why is it they want to support this backup and that backup and this further uh, shot and this further shot, saying you're going to have to get another one Now they're saying at least four, and then after that, probably another uh, shot every four to six months for the rest of your life. Really? May I suggest to you that we are seeing on a massive scale how deception works. This is how deception works. And people glom on to what supposedly trusted people have had to say, and they jump on it, and they jump on it in a viral way. So what Dr. Fauci says becomes viral. It's a virus in and of itself. What the CD says becomes viral. It's a virus in and of itself. What the President of the United States says becomes viral. It's a virus all unto itself. And it spreads, and it spreads, and it spreads, and people feel compelled to continue to repeat the false information that has gone viral. And then, just in case the message isn't working, you have to be forced to comply. You have to be forced to receive it, just in case you're hesitant to do so because you don't trust the messenger or the message. This is how deception takes place, friends. This is precisely how the mark of the beast is going to come into its own, a la Revelation chapter 13 and 14. Just a little moment of pregnant silence there where I take a sip of coffee. And why is it that Dr. Fauci And Francis Collins, the head of the National Institute of Health, conspired together to crush the idea that there was a lab leak from Wuhan, China. Why did they do that? Would you like to hear why?
0: Out of their own mouths. Prayer and revival information, all at saveus.org.
1: Here are some thoughts from the end of Chapter 6 of my book, Seduction of the Saints, following three chapters titled The Truth About Deception. Listen to these questions. Why is it that deception works progressively? Can you think of any deception that is not ultimately dangerous? Why is it that deception gains dominance by trawing us to yield to fleshly demands, like fear? In reviewing your own life with as much honesty as you can muster, can you see where you have danced with deception by confusing or ignoring or rationalizing something that has been said that in your own spirit you thought was not trustworthy, or even confusing, ignoring, or rationalizing something that God has said. Have you been seduced into deceptive thinking or actions by the power of democratic majority thinking? Isn't that exactly how the frenzy over COVID and the so-called Faucian theory of how to deal with it has developed? The mandate of a Democratic majority. Well, all everybody's doing it. And if everybody's not doing it, then everybody better get doing it because we're going to compel you to do it or you're going to be fined. You're going to lose your job. Oh, so everybody's doing it. Hmm. It must be safe. You see how it works? This is exactly, my dear friends, how the mark of the beast is going to be ushered in before too long. Don't ask me exactly when, but it is going to be ushered in before too long. These things are just setting the stage, priming you, priming not only the American public, but the entire world to be deceived. To accept an infamous mark that ultimately is going to consign every man, woman, and child who receives it to eternal damnation because they have, by receiving the mark, expressed and committed their life to support the beast empire as their counterfeit god, i.e. the Antichrist who represents it. That's why I wrote the book, Antichrist. How to identify the coming imposter. Antichrist, how to identify the coming imposter. $22, we'll put it in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org. There's a reason why it was written, friends. It was not written for, be, for being sensationalistic or grabbing people's attention for sensationalism. It was written to help us, from a biblical perspective, identify the characteristics so that you and I and those we love will not be seduced and deceived and trapped by the vicious deception that is going to be so great that Jesus warned that even the remnant elect, if it were possible, could be deceived. We're talking about not just all who profess the name of Christ. We're talking about a small remnant people. That's how great this deception is going to be. If you think this deception with regard to COVID has been great, we ain't seen nothing yet. This is just the threshold to the Mount Everest of all deceptions. Antichrist. How to identify the coming imposter. $22 on the website saveus.org. You can give us a call at one eight hundred Save USA, one eight hundred Save USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box seven oh eight seven nine, Richmond, Virginia two, three two five five. Writing a check at five dollars for postage and handling. Now, before the break, we talked about Dr. Fauci and Dr. Francis Collins. Francis Collins represents himself to be a believer. But in a newly released email that was sent to doctors Anthony Fauci and Francis Collins, it showed top British and American scientists thought the lab leap theory of the COVID-19 pandemic was likely. You remember, you know, the Wuhan virus? the email early in the pandemic came from Britain's top health advisor at that time, Sir, Sir Jeremy Farrer. Dr. Farrer wrote to Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins, and he said that a likely explanation was that the SARS COVID-2 virus escaped from a lab. But, But Dr. Collins warned the British health chief that further debate could disrupt international harmony. And he feared it would do unnecessary harm to science in general and science in China in particular. So they quashed it intentionally. They did everything they could to keep that information out. Who did that? Dr. Anthony Fauci and Dr. Francis Collins, head of the National Institutes of Health, they were more interested in a global perspective, in globalism, international harmony, and China, pandering to China, than they were your health. This is the reason why experts reacting to a Project Veritas report that presidential advisor Anthony Fauci went ahead with a dangerous gain-of-function coronavirus research after other federal officials deemed it too risky made it essentially the intentional manslaughter of millions. This is not overstating, friends. This is not hyperbole. This is the reality. They hid truth intentionally. They did not tell America or the world the truth. Not only about the source or likely source of the virus, but also what Dr. Fauci had done in his profound headship. Remember, he feels and has declared that he is the incarnation of the spirit of science himself. And anything that disagrees with him is to disagree with science, even though his words, supposedly as a scientist, have changed, his opinions have changed too many times to count over the past two years. The Project Veritas report cited secret government documents revealing that the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, called DARPA, determined that a request for funding for gain-of-function research was too much of a risk. Now, that's pretty amazing coming from DARPA. If you know anything about DARPA, they're into massive R&D, research and development stuff, weird stuff. But shortly after Fauci's NAID aid uh, went ahead with the research in Wuhan, China, and at several sites across the U.S. Not to mention that DARPA said that funding for gain-of-function research was way too risky. But Dr. Fauci has repeatedly maintained, under oath, you know, that the National Institute of Health and the... uh, Uh, NIAID, have not been involved in gain-of-function research. But according to the documents that were obtained by Project Veritas, which outlined why Echo Health alliance proposal was rejected, DARPA certainly classified that research as gain-of-function. So it appears that Dr. Fauci is playing word games. not being totally honest, even under oath. Now, believe it or not, the World Health Organization is against and warning against vaccine mandates. Think about this. They are now seeing that what we have been saying here for two years on this program is true. The World Health Organization said in a statement that vaccine strategy based on repeated booster doses of the original COVID-19 vaccines is unlikely to be appropriate or sustainable. Unlikely to either be appropriate or sustainable. In other words, it's not going to do any good. In the first place, it can do harm. And in the second place, it's not going to do any good anyway. It's not sustainable. In other words, you can't stop the virus. Rather than calling it a pandemic, we should have called it endemic to human life. Just like the flu. And so we're going to have to live with it, do the best that we can to live healthy lives. Some are not going to survive. Some are going to uh, be caught by it. But that's the way it is with the flu. Hundreds of thousands every year die from the flu in the United States, friends. The regular flu. This is more virile than the flu. No question about it. We don't deny here on this program that the coronavirus doesn't have danger attached to it. It does. One of our sons-in-law just got out of the hospital from it. One of our daughters just recovered from it. One of our grandchildren just recovered from it. We're not playing pretend here. We're dealing with the reality in a truthful way, not designed to achieve nefarious ends like a world government. We'll be back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like?
0: But the same can be found right now. Go to SaveUs.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's SaveUs.org. Click Sell
1: Church. Deceived and willfully, willingly deceived. That's unfortunately where we are today. After two years of dealing with this uh, COVID issue, which basically was a virus that was endemic to human experience, it spread quickly, yes. The flu also spreads quickly. This spread quickly, no question about it. It was more serious than the flu. No question about it. But there was nothing that science could do to stop the virus. So what did President Trump attempt to do? He attempted to do what a politician would do. Try to find a vaccine. That's always the answer, isn't it? Find a vaccine, we can stop anything. Well, not so. What he didn't realize, I I doubt that Uh, Donald Trump realized that there was nothing that could really be done to stop the virus. So what did Pfizer and Moderna and J&J and AstraZeneca, what did they do? They worked to develop a jab, not a vaccine, a jab, for one purpose only, not to stop the virus, because they knew they couldn't do that. That's given science. They knew they couldn't do that. So they were going to try to find a way to fight the underlying effects of it to reduce the symptoms so that it would be easier for people if they got the virus. What they didn't tell you and what was not made manifest until we have gone through the research and revelations have come out one step at a time, particularly from Dr. Malone, is that their efforts to try to reduce the symptoms also created perhaps an even more severe problem that not only would occur at that time when you got the injection, but would have a growing, multiplying effect in the body over years, i.e. the spike proteins, their effect on the flow of blood, their effect on the blood itself. Remember we did a program called The Life is in the Blood just a couple of days ago? You need to listen to that program. Every one of these programs that we've done with regard to COVID, with regard to the vaccines and so on, is a bit different. We're building, like building a case. You're the jury, friends. A jury is supposed to be made up of 12 reasonable men and or women. Twelve reasonable men or women. But if you are moved by what everybody else is doing and you cannot discern the difference between truth and deception, are you a reasonable-minded juror? We need to ask ourselves these kinds of questions because, friends, the ultimate deception is coming down the pike rapidly. It's not just COVID. This is just a precursor to something far, far more deceptive, seductive, coming down the path. And may I suggest to you what we've said so many times here on the program, no one is ever deceived against their will. No one. No one is ever seduced against their will. There's something in us that is willing to be deceived. Something in us that's willing to be seduced and we have all the rationalizations that we build up in our minds to justify it, don't we? We do. No woman is ever seduced by a man against her will. No man is ever seduced by a woman against his will. There's something in him or her that's willing to be seduced. The flesh, whatever you want to call it, a propensity Lurking there, willing to be seduced. And speaking of it in spiritual terms, the Apostle Peter warned of false teachers who, through covetousness and with feigned words, would make merchandise of the people, making clear that it's the believers who would be deceived. And neither is his concern for a comparatively insignificant minority, but rather for many, because he says, many shall follow their pernicious or deadly ways. So it should be increasingly clear that professing Christian believers are and will be at profound risk and must be forewarned so as to be forearmed. And so great does deception Desire Company that at the end-time picture, it will be nothing short of a massive falling away, as the Apostle Paul wrote about. But here's the hope. Here's the encouragement. The Lord desires to present you and me holy and unblamable and unreprovable in His sight. That hope is ours if, as the Apostle wrote, We continue in the faith grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. Now, to help God's people avoid the deception coming upon the planet that's already here and is uh, multiplying rapidly, get a copy of the book, Seduction of the Saints. How to Stay Pure in a World of Deception you think we have a world of deception? you think the warnings of Scripture were meritorious? Do you think Jesus' warning was meritorious? Do you think the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Peter, the Apostle John had anything worthy to say about deception that believers should take heed to? This is your book. Seduction of the Saints, How to Stay Pure in a World of Deception. It's an $18 book, yours for $15 on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Now, if you want to get that book and Antichrist, you've got $15 plus 22 Now, if you bought the books separately, it would be $5 postage and handling per book. But if you get them together, it'll be $7 for the two books together. So you'll save another $3. Just a thought. Okay. We have quite a bit more to talk about here, and uh, I hope you'll stay with us. A 13-year-old girl from Brazil died shortly after receiving her first dose of the Pfizer vaccine. And in Thailand, a 25-year-old doctor who had received the Pfizer booster shot died one month after. Both were healthy and had no pre-existing health conditions before getting the shots. Vanessa's mother said in her Facebook post, my daughter just died because of the Pfizer vaccine. The Brazilian news outlet cited family members as saying that Vanessa received her first shot on November 9th and developed Bell's palsy five days later. The girl suffered facial paralysis and weakness on one side of her face. The 13-year-old was then intubated and died. This is the kind of story we're getting from all over the world. These are not just isolated stories. The EU, European Union, now admits that frequent booster shots are weakening the body's immune system. That means your immune system. The European Union's top health agency is warning that getting boosted over ever four months could harm the immune system's ability to fight off disease. Why is that? Well, there are several reasons. One is that the boosters and the the jabs were not intended to get rid of disease. They were just intended to minimize the symptoms if you got it. But in doing so, they're injecting spike proteins into the body that are affecting the bloodstream that are affecting the flow of blood, causing all kinds of problems. So, the World Health Organization said in a statement Tuesday that a vaccination strategy based on repeated booster doses of the original COVID-19 vaccines is unlikely to either be appropriate or sustainable. So the EU admits that frequent booster shots weaken the body's immune system. But how about the Pfizer CEO, Albert Burla. He acknowledged Monday that two doses of the vaccine his company produces offer very limited protection, if any, against the dominant Omicron variant. Limited protection, if any. Mm. That's from the head of of Pfizer. Now, how many people have died as a result of COVID-19 vaccines or jabs? When CDC Director Rochelle Walensky And top White House coronavirus advisor and National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Disease director, Anthony Fauci, appeared before a Senate committee hearing on Tuesday of this week. A senator posed a question. What question was that? How many people have died as a result of COVID-19 vaccines? Not how many people have died as a result of COVID, but how many have died as a result of the vaccines. But amid the most ambitious vaccination effort in the history of the world, Walensky and Fauci didn't have an answer. You know why they don't have an answer? Because it would be too scary if they were to give the answer. It would go against everything that they have been telling the public about how safe these vaccines are or these jabs. So Senator Tommy Tuberville from Alabama noted that the number of COVID-19 vaccine deaths is in the thousands. So he said, is this true? The senator asked Walensky, "Are we having that many people die after taking one of these vaccines?" He was talking about the report from the Vayors report system that 21,000 some people vaccinated had vaccinated-related deaths, and um, over a million adverse events were reported. And these are just the ones that are reported. Some people are saying, some experts are saying, those are just minimal numbers, that the real numbers are 20 times that high. Some say as much as 40 times that high. So is the government intentionally hiding vaccine-related injuries and deaths? That's what the senator was trying to find out. Is this true? The senator asked Walensky. Are we having that many people die after taking one of these vaccines? Walensky said, I couldn't give you the absolute number off the top of my head. So Tuberville turned to the Biden's top health advisor, Dr. Fauci, do you know, do you have any clue on that? Fauci said, I don't have a number. They're there to testify before the Senate and they don't have a number called deception friends. Thanks for joining us here on viewpoint today. I hope these uh, sessions have been helpful. Become a partner with us, send your gifts by faith to save America. Ministries, we're doing our best to prepare the way. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.